Okay. Um, okay, so let's start from like the very beginning. So the first chapter that we addressed and we looked at, if you were here, if you weren't here, we try to always review it. We say that before a soul comes down to this world, they kind of like take an oath. They take like a little promise that they're going to be a tzaddik and not a Russia, right? So our neshama takes an oath. It says, I'm coming down to this world. I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to be a good girl. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to be a bad person. And then actually it says something very interesting, which we'll try to connect back to today. Cause like we'll get to like chapter 12, 13, 14, where he talks about this idea where that even if you think that you're a tzaddik, no, you should think you're a Russia. You know that like Pirkei of like, like don't believe in yourself until the day you die. So kind of like, it's like be tzaddik, be a good person and don't be a bad guy. And then even if you think you're good, you're probably not that good anyway, which is interesting. It's like a little bit of like muster and it's a little bit like, where's this heading? And, and we'll, what we'll try to do, and if I don't do, if I don't get to it at the end, just remind me, I wanna get to like explain a little bit how, what that means. Okay, so we have Tadik Rasha, and then we said most of us are not Tadik or Roshayim. Most of us are this concept. What we should strive for is to be a, a Benoni, right? Okay, so now we have like terminology. We have like an index. We have Tadik Rasha Benoni, and a Benoni is a person who has what? Perfect outside, but inside has turmoil, right? Outside, they present like a Tadik. Outside, they look like a very good person, but inside, we'll explain a little more today, they have like inner turmoil, inner struggle. Then we said that, okay, fine, so we have these concepts. When you come down to this world, you come down to this world as what? What's the first neshama that Hashem gives you? He sends you down to this world. Nefesh Bahamas, an animal soul, an animal soul that not necessarily is evil, because we like took away that word, we took that word out of our vocabulary, but it's actually um, what that neshama is, is like all about itself, all about ego, self-fulfilling prophecies, just give me things that I need to be able to survive. Then we said that you also came down to this world with a nefesh, a locus, right? Which is what? A godly soul. And that comes to us a little bit later in life. And that is what? What is all, what is, if the ego, all, if the, sorry, if the nefesh of only wants to be here and survive in this world, what does the neshama a locus want? What does the godly soul want? He just wants to go back to the next world. And then we explain that through this pressure of like an animal soul and a godly soul, what ends up happening is one of them is gonna have control over the other, who is in control. And we explain that the nefesh locus has to be in the driver's seat, it has to control the animal soul. And not only control it, like tap into it, to utilize it, to use its animal soul strength to bring it to where he wants to be, to his side, which is Hashem's side, okay? Which is a heavenly place. So then we explain that you're neshama, we're like, Hey, we're souls. What are souls? What are how are we mean? How do we come down into this world? What does our soul come down to this world? Like a soul is not a real thing. We don't see it. We can't feel it. It's not like a phone case. It's not tangible. It comes down with right. It's like Hashem unravels himself, like Hishdalshos, and he unravels himself, and it's made with the same spheros that Hashem has. But in our language, in our terminology, it's referred to as. Kohos, powers, right? Soul powers. So how does your soul interact in this world? It has the same capacities that Hashem has, but here in this world. What are those capacities? The, the ability to have chachma, bina, da'as, right? All these things that our, 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 our animal soul is just like, uh, our animal soul is right here, but this godly soul that comes into us is a part of Hashem. We'll explain that also an animal soul also has the same spheres. But same kohos. So this soul, how does it interact in this world? It has three What are they? What are their, what faculties are these? This part is your intellect and the rest of your body is your 
So it has three intellect, seven emotional, and in order for the godly soul to know that it's in check, it goes from intellect to emotion. How do you know if the animal soul is, rule, is ruling the house, is taking over your body? When the emotions control the intellect. Okay, so he said that it has to flow from here to here in order for it to be like from the godly soul. But when your emotions take over and take control, then they go to the intellect and then they say, okay, so we wanna eat, we wanna eat something that we're not supposed to eat. Okay, figure out how we're gonna do it and don't make me feel bad about it and don't let me have guilt and I just wanna do the things that I wanna do because I'm in charge, right? Uh, like, Nahama, my daughter, it's like her birthday last week, Thursday, every single day of this month is her birthday and she just like wants to be in charge. So she's like, she figured out by the way how to order from Target, like on my phone. Cause she sees me all the time. Like, do you ever have this? Do any of your kids order on Amazon like stuff? Yeah. I think like my nephews order like a bouncy house, like through Alexa once. Like I've even like saw it on her thing and she's like, they order like a $300 bouncy house. She literally was on my phone. One time she like Uber Eats, almost like almost did the whole thing. But it's like her birthday, right? So she's in control. So she's making orders and she has birthday stuff coming to the house. I'm like, your birthday was last week, Thursday. But in her mind, it like she doesn't have that godly soul yet. And it's all about me and me and me and my birthday and my birthday. Like why are birthday? There are people who never outgrow their birthdays, but like little kids, like for them, their birthday is the most exciting thing ever, right? And it's like all day, everything, give it to me, give it to me, I want, right? So that's the animal soul ruling the house. That's not mommy making orders. She's six. It's a very exciting time. What's like, the age that you kind of like? You kind of shift out of that. Yeah. I don't know. Some kids don't ever. And all my kids have summer birthdays. So it's like, they're all in camp. Like, you didn't do anything for me. I'm like, you're in camp. Like, that should be enough for you. No? It's very hard. You're with your friends. You're with your friends. Right. I know. I'm like, I'll send a birthday cake up. They're like, wow, that's not a birthday. You know? um, what age? I don't know. Like, so I would say, so I would say like bar bat mitzvah really is the age that the godly soul comes in. So that's probably when there should be like a switch and be like, oh, my birthday's all about Hashem. Really, birthday's all about mommies. Like, I'm like, what are you celebrating? I'm like, me. Like, it's really Exactly. You don't have to do anything. Um, okay, so we have the composition of the godly soul, which is seven, seven emotional, three intellectual. The intellectual rules over the emotional. And then not only did Hashem give you powers, Hashem also gave you clothing. He gave you garments, things that levushim things that you can use your powers with. He's like, here, I gave you powers, but how am I gonna use my powers? You're gonna use it through your, what is, what are your clothing? You, through the, through the mitzvot, yes, which are your thoughts, your speech, and your actions. So Hashem says, I'm giving you powers, you have soul powers, how are you gonna use them? You're gonna use them through your garments, through your mitzvot, through thought, speech, and action. So that's one way. And another way Hashem says, it's not enough just have clothing, I'm also going to give you Levushim and clothing and food, right? Food. Um, it's fine. I'm also using this as like I'm I'm cheating over here. Uh, it's like it's over here. I'm like wait, that's good. Okay, so Hashem gave you garments and clothing, levushim and food, and we said which one is essentially like a little bit like stays with you a little bit longer. Your food, why? Because clothing, when you wear clothing and you take it off, you're not wearing that clothing anymore, right? Like, that's the whole concept, by the way, of a uniform. Like, why don't they make people wear uniforms, right? Like, you work in a restaurant, you have to wear a uniform, right? You're a nurse, like, oh, you, wear, you have to wear a uniform. Do you have to still wear, like, scrubs and stuff? Or, like, I feel like they, like, they, like, loosened up. Like, you used to be, like, a nurse had, like, a hat and a coat and a, this and that. So, it's just scrubs, right? So, why? Because you know when you're wearing that, you're that. You take it off. Those people who never take their scrubs off, like all my brothers, they walk around, their scrubs are like, we get it, we know you're doctors, like, you know, they come to a brisk and the scrubs. I'm like, 
You don't have to. Maybe one of you did that. I don't know. You did? I watched you at the Right. <laughs> but it's like when you're wearing it, like you're a nurse, right? When you're wearing it, you're a doctor. When you're wearing this bike, the second you take it off, you're a different person. But food, you ate it, it stays with you. You ingest it. Torah is with you. It stays with you. And that's what I was saying. Like I'm starting to like finally like integrate this in my life because like as I'm learning this, I'm like... This becomes part of you. Like, that's it. You can't unthink it. You can't unsee things anymore. Like, I see creepers now. Like, I see them. Like, you end up ingesting it and it becomes part of you and it changes the way that you think. So Hashem says, I give you soul powers. With those powers, I give you clothing and I also give you food. Okay. Then we moved on to saying the animal soul. The animal soul has the same stuff. You would think that the animal soul is a little bit more refined. I mean, the, the godly soul is a little bit more refined. The animal soul can go like, you know, roll in the mud. It's not necessarily that. The animal soul has the same soul powers, the same clothing, the same thing. But all it does is it takes everything and it uses it for itself. It's like even, let's say like we're learning this class and you're like, oh, I feel so good. I like fed that part of my body that needs the Torah and now I'll go to the gym and now I'll go to Gourmet Glot. Even saying that, like I did it for my self-actualization for me to feel good, that's even your animal soul because that's your ego. That's your saying, I need it. What you could say is I'm learning this Torah, L'Shem Shemayim, like I'm literally learning this and you are by the way because there's no tests and there's no homework and nobody, and if you show up, you show up and if you don't, you don't and that's the biggest sign of like, it's a shame, shame, because obviously there, there's no carrot at the end. I'm not telling you like, oh, like I, I teach in Olami. So it's like, you come to 10 classes, you get a free trip to Israel. No, here you're literally learning Lishma. This is not an animal soul thing. This is an locus. And by the way, we explain as we get a little bit further, when we start to talk about the Tadik, you can have moments, Tadik-like moments, that you're like, oh, I tasted it, it felt good, and then you could come back to Benoni. But that idea of thinking that you're feeding, that your animal soul is... Like that idea of like thinking like, oh, I'm gonna learn Torah because I need to fill that need is a need of, is your animal soul talking. Is that clear? Yeah. yeah? Does that make sense? Because like sometimes we think like, oh, this is very good for me right now, but really it's... It's basically doing things for the wrong reasons. Right, okay, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Doing things for the wrong reasons and not even necessarily, but we'll explain that it's not such a bad thing to do that. But when it does, it happens to be your animal soul. You're still doing a good thing. You're, You're still doing a good thing, thing. right. We talk to Lola Shema, Shema eventually. Intellectually, right. Like people, I, I wanna, like I love this knowledge. Right, like uh, this right. knowledge is like amazing. you right. will learn the same amount of that, I don't know, chemistry or whatever, and it's also thought provoking. Right. Happens to be like my daughter had a teacher um, in Tag, Mrs. Filky. You know yeah. who she is. Yeah. She like, would she taught she biology? Was, she was my teacher. She was your teacher. <laughs> she taught biology, and like she made it all about Hashem. Yeah. It was like, I, I was like, I need to meet this teacher. She was the cutest lady. She retired. We actually went to go look at her house. She like lives around the corner. Oh, like, I'm like, oh my God, Miss Spokane, I love you. She was like, um, she's like, yeah, your daughter's amazing. Like, That's what she always said every day, like five times a day. Right, so she like taught biology in a way that it was like, not just like intellectually stimulating, oh, I'm gonna pass the regent. She taught it like really like, like really, cause her Neshama Lucas. So I'm like, that's really amazing. Um, okay, so then we have everything that's in the animal soul is also in the godly soul. We have both of them, but the problem is, and then we explain this with that metaphor of the city, of a, of a small city that had two kings, right? This was maybe last week or two weeks ago, where there was, a, there was a city that had two kings that wanted to rule it, okay? One of them was obviously a mashal. I mean, there was a mashal for the Nefesh Alokas and the Nefesh Bahamas, but one of them 
had they both it was only one car and they both have the keys to the car who's going to get to the car first who's going to drive away with that car who's going to be in control and these two kings are constantly at each other because one in order for one to live it had to kill the other right in order for the animal soul to be in its full glory there cannot be any nefesh locus and in order for the nefesh locus to be in its full glory there cannot be any nefesh of Bahamas. so they're constantly fighting and who's going to get who's going to be the who's going to be in control of the city okay that was chapter nine then we moved on last week to chapter 10 and we explained that there's we went like back a little bit from from us from benonim and we went to talk about the two extremes which are the tzaddik and the russia we said there are two types of tzaddikim tzaddik vitovo and tzaddik viralo tzaddik that has that is complete tzaddik gomer like totally perfected and then we explained the tzaddik viralo where a tzaddik where he's like minimized his yetzahara but he's like literally like brought it down to like its lowest, 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 lowest level. What's the difference between a Tzadik Viralo and Tzadik Vitovo? What's, between, what's the difference between an amazing Tzadik, like a perfect Tzadik, and an, an, a Tzadik that has like a little, a little rot in him? Anybody remember? They flip. They flip their Nefesh Habahamis to a Nefesh Alokas. So what happens is you, they're so perfect, they're so, 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 so perfect, and very, 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 very few people have done this, that they've, they, they have a Nefesh locus and they have a Nefesh Bahamas, right? So if you want to say Yitzhar Tov, Yitzhar because that's something that we're used to, fine. But I don't like using those words, but it's like one was able to get to the point where to take all of his animal instincts and all of the ego and all of his Yitzhar and all the Sitra Achra and crush it, crush it, crush it, crush it, crush it to a point where he actually didn't just crush it to make it null and void. He flipped it and now he has a second Yitzhar Tov. So he's like that person who's like shining and glowing and has two Yitzhar Tovs. He walks around with two Yitzhar Tovs, which means that anything that he thinks about and wants is aligned with Hashem's thoughts and wills and everything. So it's like every single thing that the Tzadik wants to do is exactly what Hashem wants to do. How do we differ from that? Before we get into the chapters of Benoni, how do we differ from that? Right. We're right. Sometimes we do things for our own, right? And sometimes we don't think that every single thing is exactly what Hashem wants. You know, like when you're like, when the principal walks into the room, right? Or like a very scary teacher. Everybody all of a sudden is on their best behavior. Everybody's sitting up and everyone's doing exactly what the principal would be so proud to do. Also, that's the day they're like taking pictures and videos and like, you want to be like, you know, like all that kid. I remember like we used to have like teachers, like now I'm thinking about it, like they were probably like, what would they, they like proctor the classroom? Like, do you remember that? Like, I don't know, we used to have these like young seminary girls come in like to learn to be a teacher. And we were all like smiling in our best behavior, right? That's what it's like to be. It's not like everything that I'm doing is because that person wants to do it and that's what I want to do and I want to be the best version of myself. But that's a very, very extreme, extreme version. But we explained last week that you can have tzaddik-like moments. You could have moments where you're totally doing something for the right reason, and it's just like a little glimpse into what your life can be if you were a tzaddik. And you could hold on to those moments. I go back to those moments. If you ever had like a crazy moment of clarity or like a crazy davening, and you want to like go back to that place where you were, like you can get there because you achieved that level of tzaddik. It's not something that we strive to achieve, but if you chance upon it, then like tap into that, like use that. Um, I still have to find out about this if you're uh, listening to music when you're davening. I feel like we have this conversation. I never know if it's like... It's still right before. 
longer. I know. Well, I, I should do it right before. I like to listen to music while I'm down, but like literally I in an ear pod. I'm like seeing it against Right. So I have my question, I have to find out. Like then I'm like, me? Suki does it wrong. Like, music? Like, music? Like, 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 like meditative music. Oh. Yeah. We're actually doing a whole like Thank You Hashem album with, and this literally is like my favorite kind of music. It's, it is somewhat house music um, with Chaim Guri. I don't know if you know him, he's like a Waterbury guy. He's like, he has like a, he called himself Seekers. So we're doing like a TYH collab, like a whole album with him. And it's like, literally, I'm like, I need this album to come out because it's like a davening track. It's like a meditative track. Right. I have to find out, like how much it be called. But you're right, the Levium, maybe. I don't yeah. Okay, so we don't. Okay, so that's a good question. Why we don't strive for it? So I, I mean, I, what I would say is that it's a level that not necessarily was the purpose of coming down to this world, because a tzaddik doesn't have struggles. A tzaddik got to the point where nothing is like. I don't even have to like think like. Well, maybe Hashem wants me to control my anger here, or maybe Hashem wants me to control because He doesn't have any of those issues. So it's not necessarily a level that we come down here for. If you get there and you do it, then you're like Lamal and Nateva. You're not really here. There's like those. It's only a very few mm -hmm. in each generation, and it's also they don't live within this world, and we're not meant to not live within this not world. I, right. I was watching a video like on Yom Kippur. I was just reviewing Tommy on like chapter one, and the Slavavich Rav was giving the share, and he was saying that Sadikim. He said they're unbelievable. They can't relate to you. And like, they it's a whole different thing. He's like, you shouldn't try to, like, you can't try to be like them. Right. Because they don't get your struggles and they never will. So it's like, they're just like a whole different entity. Right. Are we talking about like the Godola? Like, yeah. 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 Like some, you know, like that. But by the way, saying that, you know, there's a there's a concept that, like, we for sure have a song for it. Like, um, like in a place where a Baal Tshuva is standing, you, a Tzadik Gomer has no, they, they have no idea what their struggles are. Like, they really, really have no idea. So it's like, so people go to them with their struggles. So then, then, so there's definitely this element where they came down to this world and they were able to squash it and flip it. But then you also have to remember, there's also, there's, that's Tzadik Gomer. Then there's Sadi Farala, which is an incredible, incredible person that literally just, not put it to sleep, because put it to sleep is the Benoni, but somebody who was able to eliminate it, right, to conquer it, to conquer it, to like, Kovacious Yitzro, right? Like, uh, he's a, control it completely, but it's still there. The Sadi Gummer flipped it. It's gone. The second one, it's there, but it just, it's, it's laying dormant and... I don't want to get to it like too much because I want to talk about the Benoni. Then on the other side, we spoke about the Russia. And the Russia, there's two types of Russians. There's Russia Viralo, like the most horrible, horrible person that's so bad that he has zero regret for the things that he does that what ends up happening to his nephew Shalokas? He just doesn't. Like it, it like even leaves him. It like it like comes out like an aura, like it escapes him. It's like I can't be here. It's so bad. If you've ever had that experience where like you have to like walk away from something, you're like it doesn't feel right or whatever, you like disassociate almost. So that's like a person who is does real bad stuff and has no regret, so bad that it's Nefeshalokas can't stand in its body. And then there's Russia Vitovlo, where there's a bad person, but he makes mistakes. Now when he makes mistakes, it could even be little mistakes. It could be like we said last week, like going through red lights, 
or accidentally killing somebody, right? But it only happened once, but it still happened once. So that's a person who is not necessarily like so evil. He does something wrong, and what's the what's like the kicker over there between the Rasha Vitovo and Rasha Ralo? The Rasha Vitovo feels bad. He has regret. He's like, I made a mistake. I should I should not have done that. No, like, and by the way, you could probably walk out thinking maybe I'm also in Russia. Because like I've done things and I've done it like some semi-intentionally, and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad, right? Like, but a real feel bad. But if you have a real trigger moment, you could come back. Doesn't mean like it, it doesn't mean like you're excommunicated like the Russia Russia Viralo. It means you do the wrong things and you have regret and you feel bad about it and you're trying to shift to be a Benoni. So now the next like five chapters are all about the Benoni. One thing I forgot, I realized I forgot to review, was the concept of klipa, which now you're saying it's in your terminology, I can't take it away. What's the concept of klipa? Klipa was back in like chapter five, we spoke about like garments, the clothing and the food. And then we said, if the whole point is to find godliness and everything, why is it hard to find godliness and everything? If you're telling me that there's Hashem, there's a spark of Hashem in every single thing out here in this world, why can't I get to it? And what's the answer? Klipas, right? What are klipas? Barriers, husks, coverings, clothing, like layers that need to be removed to find Hashem. So the greater the light, the more are. The more, sorry, the greater the are, the more husks and more klipas. And like, if you think about it, something that's very, very precious is covered in a lot of layers, right? Like, unlike me, who like leaves my jewelry like flying all around the house and just hoping it pops up. Most people will take off their jewelry and put it into a jewelry box and close it and put it in another box, right? And protect it, right? There's layers there that have to be uncovered. So sometimes Hashem sends down the greatest light covered in the greatest Klipas, because once you peel it off, then it's there. So then you have it. So we explain the concept of klipas, and then we also explain that there's no such thing as ra, there's no such thing as bad. What's the other side called? Not the yitzahara, what was another word? Started with an S? Sitra achra, which is the other side. So we're not saying that anything is really, really, really bad. Everything else on the other side is sitra achra. And what's sitra achra? Anything that's filling my needs and not Hashem's needs. Anything that is just here to keep me to survive is the sitra achra, the things that I care about myself and that I'm feeding my own ego is sitra achra, and everything else with finding Hashem in it, then that's all good. That's all godliness. Okay. Well, okay, so are we good? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought your question about, like, so why people go to the dolim, if I'm actually reading a client's paper now, and if you actually read their spartan, people don't go to the dolim for companionship. Like, you go to a friend, like, fetching off his endowment, they're not going to the dolim, like, his endowment must have a companionship about the fact that he goes to the They're going to have that to say, like, have an issue, give me a bracha. Like most of the time, what's the better to respond? A bracha, because they cannot relate to like, bua, 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 or like, uh, like a right? Because they really, they're not sitting with you and be like, yeah, I also really struggle with that. Right. right. You know, they're not doing that. I mean, like, they, whatever, like, maybe a real way to have like one or two students that they really share with, but like, most of the time, right. level, like, it, it, they don't know what to say. Right. And therefore, it's a lot of just like, bracha, not bracha. And people go to the building because they think that the building have magical powers that can solve their issues. And that they could, like, Hashem could, like, answer them and not, you know, us with our, our own level of unworthiness. Like, we don't feel worthy, and that's why we think they don't have more power than us. Right. But just to answer, like, no so looks have that yeah. for companionship. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, right. They're going for a bracha, for advice, for a bracha, for a major shayla. Um, yeah. But you go to your friend, and then down to earth level, like, can struggle with that, and you can go to the top of the family. Right. Right. Um, yeah. That's my... Friend. That is, that is very interesting. Meaning, like, your rabbi is not gobble level. Right. I mean, they're big side deacon, but they're not, like, 
like the Godzilla Dara who's as we said like has no struggles whatsoever. So I feel like those are the ones that like help you and guide you through. You definitely always have to. Have, first of all, like even I was like learning Tanya. Like I hear it all the time. Like you need to have like a mentor. You need to have someone that you can look up to in order to do that. The Godal obviously is somebody else. That's a tzaddik, right? Like how many people have the name tzaddik next to them, right? Like Noah was a tzaddik. Yosef was a tzaddik. Mordechai was a tzaddik, right? Well, who do we refer to as tzaddik? There were four people who never did any sin and went straight to Olam Haba, right? Like Binyamin was like, there's very, very few of those people out here, but most of the times that we go, I do like that answer, that's really, really nice, is to be able to, to help for them to bring down something. And that's in general with the tzaddik and with the Rebbe, they're a conduit to be able to bring us bracha. Like that's why we go daven by them, that's why we, we ask for brachas for them because they're just, they're like the heart of the generation. So everything pumps through them. So if I'm, let's say the arm, I want my bracha to go through the heart because the heart really like sends everything out. So that's really what a tzaddik and what a Rebbe is seen as, he's, he's that heart of us. And where are they? They don't choose it. No, they come down here in this world, right? Like I didn't choose to be the Hazar. Like he's like it just like happened. People just came to me and then just be assumed like right. No, but then they have to like take ownership. But obviously, there's levels of the neshama, right? Right. There's also levels within tzaddikim. Like within tzaddikim, there are. Okay, but that is very interesting. Okay, so we did like a major review, and now let's learn a little bit about the Benoni. Okay, so the Benoni. What's what do we know about the Benoni? We know that the Benoni is is something that we're striving for. We know that this book is called the book for in-betweeners. This is about the Benoni. This is about us. So Russia's, Hitler's, Napoleon's there. Rabbi Chaim, Ola Tzadikim, Balshem, Rabbi Nachman, Ola Tzadikim over there, right? Now we're talking about us and not regular people because we're not regular people. We have a Neshama locus and we have a Neshama Bahamas, so we wanna, we wanna do it. So what is the Benoni's goal? Here's the thing. Whenever the Benoni has to make a decision, Okay, when something when they're faced with something, they have already within them, based on their animal soul and their godly soul, they have instincts to be able to control their emotions. And I think, by the way, this is like the first tool of Tanya, because Tanya, we explain, like gives us a lot of like like advice and tools and just like almost like like literally, like you can imagine like a toolbox, right? Like you come down to this world, we always have this like image in our head, you come down to this world with a knapsack and you have your, you know, all the things that you need for this world, your peckle and you chose your peckle and now you come down. But if you chose your peckle, like you chose the things that are gonna happen to you, then you obviously have the tools to deal with the things that are gonna happen to you. Whatever it is, whether it's like, you know, marriage issues, financial issues, health issues, it's all in there, you have the tools for it. So let's now try to open up our bag and find the tools. So here's the first tool when it comes to a Benoni, and that is that a Benoni has the ability to control their emotions. Really, you heard this before, right? When did we hear this? What class? We were talking about this, that we have an ability to affect our emotions. Anybody remember this? When we were talking about like, the three intellect, the seven emotional, when you put your intellect first, you have the ability to, right? Do you ever have that natural instinct like you will, your doors are closed, nobody's here, you will scream at your children? You're like, in warming on, you're like, no, put that candy down, right? Like, we, that's not kosher. Like, mom, we're in warming on, everything's kosher. Like, you know? Um, or like, you have the ability to be able to control yourself when you want to lose it in front of other people, but like, when you're at home, you have the ability to flip and be like, the second you walk into the door, you just be like, why did he do that to me, right? Or like, I'll pick up my daughter from school and I'm like so angry at her because I know that she's not sick. And I'm like standing in front of Tag, like in my car, and I'm like, hey, come in the car. The second she closes the door, she's like, 
she braces herself because she knows I'm going to be like, you don't have an ear infection. You're totally fine. Why'd you make me pick you up from school? But I'm like smiling to her friends and the principal in the school and I'm waiting. Like, what is that ability to like flip? What is that? That's a tool that we have. It's like the coolest thing. If you think about it, and by the way, like everybody, really almost everybody has it. We all have that ability to be able to switch off and turn on and switch off and turn on, right? Anybody can like imagine a scenario? Some people don't. Right. And what is that when they don't have, what what would be lacking when they yell at other people? Like social. Social skills, impulse control, impulse control, right? They turn out to be very, very embarrassing. Little kids don't have as much impulse control as adults, right? Impulse control is such a, like, for me, like, such a triggering word because, like, I hear it all day. Like, I work in the school system. They're like, there's no impulse control. No, I'm like, hey, because he's four. Like, let him, okay, if he's eight and if he's nine and if he's ten and if it's a problem, that's fine. But there's a reason that we're, that this is, like, a buzzword. Remember we spoke about, like, focus. We explained that, like, da'as, like, fuses chachma and bina. And that's also something that, like, we're missing. We're missing that ability to focus. We're also missing impulse control. There's something about it. We're like, no, no, no. The world at large, I think now, is lacking impulse control. Do whatever you want, whatever yeah. feel right, yeah. right. Like it's hard. Like I teach in the city, and I'm like I'm in Manhattan a lot. I'm like this place. I don't know what happened here. Like I don't know what happens. Like it may, it's like city. It's like just not what it used to be. It was like in its glory. Like I don't know if it was a COVID thing or whatever, but like. What is that thing that people are missing? People are totally missing impulse control. It used to be like Times Square. Okay, there's a couple of homeless people. Now it's like, there's, there's just this like loss of like connecting your godly soul to your animal soul and like who controls who. So it's like you see the world a little bit, whatever, I don't like, I don't want to be that person who's like, the world is unraveling because I think it's coming from, it's a good thing is happening, but we're missing that impulse control. So the first tool is that what we're learning about a Benoni is that a Benoni has perfect outsides, almost like the tzaddik. The benoni can look like a tzaddik on the outside, but inside, what's happening inside? Struggle, like tons and tons and tons of struggle. If he can't control that struggle, he turns into a rasha. If he could control it, he turns into a benoni. That's the fine line. The second you, uh, a, a benoni has the looks of a tzaddik on the outside, but the insides of a rasha, and it's just who is going to control it. So here's, this is literally the idea is that you have the ability to affect your emotions. You can control yourself in the store. Why can't you control yourself at home? Oh, I probably could, probably could. And then you start to say these things to yourself and you're like, this is crazy, Figgy. Like I'm waking up from so many things. Like I thought I couldn't control myself from like rolling my eyes, but like, guess what I could? Because if I knew there was a camera staring right at me, I would, I would control my eyes, right? Like I would, I would not make that comment. I would not, and then it's such a, it's like a scary, but also like, it's like an, a good feeling. It's like, okay, you could do this. And the more you do it, the more practice you have, the better you get at it. And when you are a perfected Benoni, you literally, what you do is you take your Yetzirah, you take the Sitra Afa, you take your animal soul and you put him to sleep. You gave him a melatonin and he's out the night or three or four. <laughs> like, actually last night I was like, I took one. I'm like, should take two? I was like, no, I'm going to control. <laughs> He's mine. <laughs> Sometimes. But like, it's, it's like you do what you need to do, but you put the Yitzhahara to sleep almost when you're a Benoni. Actually, there's a story. Um, I heard it and I don't remember like who it was, which Rebbe, but like, um, like a young boy asked his grandfather, like if he, I forgot. You for sure know who the story was about. I forgot who it was. He, like a young boy asked his grandfather, like I heard that you're like a Benoni, like word is going around that you're a Benoni. Like how, 
have you do that. So he's like, oh, you also want to be a Beidoni? He's like, wait, take a sitter, a second, whatever, and say some Tehillim. So he said some Tehillim, and as he was saying Tehillim, he's like, only focus on the Tehillim. Okay, fine, perfect. You said a few prakam of Tehillim? Okay, great. After, he gave it back to his grandfather, his grandfather said, okay, in those few prakam, you were a Beidoni. He's like, well, that's so easy. He's like, okay, now just do that for the rest of your life. Like, only think about the thing that you're doing is God's will, and that's exactly what Hashem wants to do from you, and in that moment, you are Beidoni. So forget like striving to get to tzaddik moments. Let's get to benoni moments because that's what we're here for. We want to be in betweeners. We have struggles. We're not here to be a tzaddik. So what do I do? Every time I'm kovish at every time I control my insides and it looks good on the outside, that's a benoni moment. Now, what makes it easier for the benoni, by the way, other than the rasha, is that we might have two sides pulling us, one saying do this and one saying do this, but a benoni has Hashem. Has Hashem on our side, right? Like the, the Benoni has Hashem. I don't know, it was like a line that my sister in law had in a play. I think she had one line the whole play, and that was like her line, or no? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, right. So she I said. It's so crazy. And that line sticks in my head, and I'm like, when I heard it about the Benoni, I'm like, we have Hashem on our side. That's what makes it easy for the Benoni, because the Benoni. It's like, you know, it's like when you're choosing people on the team, you're like, I always think this is so mean. I know the girls, I don't know if the girls do it so much, but boys do. Boys do. Line up. I get you. I get you. I get you. I get you. Right? So the, the Beidoni is standing there. Boys do Boys do Boys do it. Yeah. I remember, like, in Machanayim, the captain gets to pick the kids. I'm like, why is the captain in Machanayim get to pick the kids on our team? Like, I remember that. But, like, literally, the Beidoni is like, okay, I pick Hashem. So the Benoni always has Hashem on the side, so you don't really have to worry. In a way, it's like, I'm so nervous about my struggles. Like, hey, you wake up in the morning, and you're like, I want to be the best Benoni ever, right? I wake up in the morning, and I want to be able to control my instincts, but like, I'm so nervous, because last night I went to sleep in a really bad mood. You know when you go to sleep in a bad mood just for no reason, right? So you're like, okay, is today gonna be a bad day? No, today doesn't have to be a bad day. The Benoni wakes up in the morning and says, it's fine. Hashem is on my side. I have these struggles for a reason. These struggles are not bad. Remember, we like disassociated from the word ra, like in like part three. Like we were just like, there's no such thing as bad. Bad is not bad is there just to get me working. Did we explain the the mashal of like the king and his son? It's a very good mashal. I think it was in like chapter nine. Chapter nine. Maybe I missed it last week because we were doing a lot. Um, there's a mashal, um, and I'm pretty sure it's from like Shlomo Hamelch, but like Baltani references it here that a king who had a son who wanted his son to be the best version of himself, and he wanted him to be eventually the next king, and he was trying to like build his character, like he wanted to, you know, whatever. So he sent him to like lacrosse and like I don't know, intellectual and learn Spanish and learn all these other languages. And he wanted him to literally be the best version of himself and to control all his inner desires. So what did he do? He hired a prostitute to try to tempt him, to like seduce him, to see if he was able to be Kovish Yitzro, right? Like, like Yosef, or Yosef Atadik, he had Ishes Potiphar. They say that Ishes Potiphar had um, like good thoughts when she was doing it, even though we were like, oh my God, she's like the worst person in the whole Torah, right? What she was doing it like Lishma almost because to test Yosef to the limits, to see how strong he was, and to be presented with a picture of his father and realize who he was. And that, that 
that experience, by the way, like made Yosef Yosef. Like as much as like sometimes we skip over that chapter and we're like, oh, you just go deeper, like what happened there? No, that made Yosef who Yosef was. We learn like, like Moshe Weinberger has a whole series on Yosef HaTzadik. Like he literally gives a series on Yosef HaTzadik and he explains this nida of Yosef, of being able to control yourself. And it's, it made Yosef Yosef. So once again, you're gonna tell me Ishish Potifar was like, she was like the worst Russia. Like she was like a horrible person. No, she was hired by Hashem to go do what she needed to do. That's in essence what the king did here. The king hired a prostitute. Now the prostitute has the ability to say, okay, I'm not, I know this is so bad. I'm not going to do my job. But she's a citizen of the king. The king hired her. The king paid her. She has to do what the king says. So she does try to seduce the son. And you can think that she's the worst person ever, but she's doing her job of what she had to do. That's the neshama. That's the nefesh of Bahamas. The nefesh of Bahamas is like, listen, I, you, I, you could squash me to whatever you want, but my job is to work as hard as possible. Hashem pays me the big bucks for this reason. He wants me to get you to trip up or to mess up or to make a mistake or to really ultimately control yourself. So the Benoni can wake up every single morning and have that moment in his head and think, one second, whatever is going to come my way is going to be, it's going to be hard, right? Like kids are coming home, washing machine is broken, this what happened, whatever, these are all my struggles. My babysitter left, cleaning lady left, whatever, these are all my things. And I'm like, I could be so confused by it, but I'm like, where's this coming from? This is your achra. Like, stop it. Like, stop thinking that somebody's attacking me. And also, by the way, Hashem sent me the bad, but he also, he's on my side. He's on my team. I'm like, call work. He's call work captain. Like, he's going to help me get through all these struggles. So every time the Benoni uses his intellect to control his emotions, he sharpens that tool. He makes it even sharper. He makes it even stronger. And that's a practice that we need to do. Is that a question? Yeah. Does this apply to Nardis also? I mean, do they also have the Nefesh Bahamas and... Nefesh So... They have a Nefesh Bahamas, and they also have something, I think we touched upon it maybe in the first class, or the second class, they have something called a Nefesh Hasichlis, which is like their knowledgeable, intuitive, Seichal soul that helps them make decisions. And it's like probably like a, like a mora right, like morality, like think Shiva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Right. Like what, what are those Mitzvahs B'nai Noach? Why B'nai Noach need Mitzvahs? Why can't they just do whatever they want? They can't. They can't just do whatever they want. And by the way, those Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach are very like moral standards of society. Like have judges, like have a judicial system. Don't just have chaos all day, right? Um, don't rip off Eber Menachai. Like don't rip off an animal. And, like no, like do it properly. You don't have to have the standards of glot kosher, but like you can't just rip off a leg of an animal, right? Like things like that. I always like, uh, don't kill, don't steal, right? Don't like have, like they had, there's, I forgot Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Like, I should have memorized them in school. At one point, like some Yedias Koyos test like had it on it, but that, so it's morality, so that's their nefesh hasichlis. But the nefesh locus is special to a Jewish person. Um, okay, so when you harness Hashem and when you have control and you're able to use all your nefesh locus, your nefesh Bahamas all for the right reasons and you churn it out, that's like a tzaddik-like moment. <clears throat> but that's a benoni. You don't make it disappear. It's still over there. Okay, so that tool, by the way, is called terminology. I need a Tara. Tara Fagan. Um, to, <coughs> to, she was making last week. She was like writing down like vocabulary words. So another vocabulary word is moach uh, shalit, like to rule al halev. Okay, your moach, which is your brain, is shalit, is ruling, right? Like a Moshe, like to rule. Right? This is where like your Shoreshim kick in, like, oh I remember that Shoresh, right? Shabu, no? What? 
like to, to rule over. I know oh. the word. I'm saying, how do you say it? How do you say it in Hebrew? It's so it's like al halet. What? Sholet. Yeah. Are you Israeli? My parents. Oh, I love when that like comes up. You know, like Bracha Jaffe. You're like all of a sudden, you're like, oh, you're Israeli. I like that. <laughs> um, like when they also pronounce certain words. Um, so al halet. That means that your intellect is ruling over your heart. Okay, so tool number one, like now you have tools. Like you, you know that your impulse control is a way of you connecting to Hashem. You say, I'm going to control those thoughts, those speech, those feelings, and I'm going to use it to, to get to Hashem. Because remember, like you do have these, you, you, you're like Rivka. You have those two, like, like Esau and Yaakov inside of you. You have those feelings all at once. Just remember, Esau was hired by Hashem to do his job to get you to, not to like trip up, but to get you to strengthen yourself. It's like when you have weights, right? You're working with weights. You master the 10, the 20, the 30, the 40. All of a sudden, you're lifting 100 pounds. Why? Because your Yitzhahar gets stronger. Don't think for one second that melatonin like, was enough for him for one night. He's coming back. You could, by the way, be a Benoni for like 10 years, and then you can make a mistake. You could. You could be controlling and controlling and controlling, and then all of a sudden, why? Why does he still come? Because the more he sleeps, the bigger he gets. You think, like, oh, you're putting him to sleep. It's not going to bother me. Sometimes I do this with my kids. Like, if I'm staying to start bedtime a little too early... Do you ever have that? And you're like, and then it's like, then they're up till 10. Like you have to do it the exact time, right? If you put it to sleep a little too early, then you're like, oh, sometimes I'll give them melatonin at six and they're out at 6.15 and they're up at three in the morning, right? It's it's like a science. You have to figure out your nefesh al So you have to be like, okay, I'm going to put you to sleep. Don't wake up. And even when it's waking up, you know, put it on a sound machine, like give it whatever it needs, put it to sleep, give it a drink before it goes to sleep because it could sleep for a very long time. But remember, He's very well paid actor. Like he will, he gets paid from Hashem. He's gonna wake up and but he's gonna do his job. That's where self care comes in. Like you have to take care of your your mind and body. Like 100%. not necessarily only through Yiddish guy. You have to be healthy. You have to right um, exercise. You have because you have to feed your nefesh right. Exactly. right. Otherwise, he's so gonna if be you ravenous. Just ignore it and say, "Oh, I'm." It's fine, I'm very spiritual, and you just ignore all that part, then you're putting it to sleep, but it's gonna rear its head. Wow, that's amazing. I never realized that. Yeah, no, it happens to be, I never like quote like the Mishpacha magazine, but like, it happens to be, I was reading and there was an article. Does anybody read the Family First? Did you read the self-care one? I happen to have loved it. It was so smart. I have to give it to you. I'll send you the YouTube link. Um, it, it's true because like sometimes we're like, let me just be shmata because I'm like serving Hashem. <laughs> no, Hashem's like, I don't want to be shmata. I gave you an animal soul. And by the way, I think maybe this goes back to the tzaddik concept where tzaddikim don't need as much. Why? Because they don't have an animal soul. They totally flipped it. So of course, like, the Chafetz Chaim like needed one right. That's like the ultimate story. He had a one suitcase, and he was, and he slept on the floor because he didn't have a taiva to like be in a yummy, comfortable bed with like you know whatever the best linen, the Egyptian cotton linen, because he didn't have the nefesh He didn't have a nefesh Bahamas. So, but we do. But like what Mary's saying is so important because it's like if you don't feed it, then he's going to be so hangry, right? Like. What really brings it together? It's I'm so confused. You're saying like let's say you go to the gym. Before we were saying that if you do things like that, you have to have the right intentions. So you're saying 
Meaning, elevate everything, right? So, so do um al Do intellect rules over your emotion. I am now exercising so that I'll be a better mommy and I'll have more that's strength. Right. Now that I'm gonna be so skinny, everyone's gonna look at me and think I'm so pretty. Everyone will be happier. Go for a I'm gonna quote Paloma Geffen. She was like, she, we were, it was like a shul event, whatever, and she texted me. She's like, and I was like, wait, 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 yeah. And she was like, send me videos of it. She's like, I went for a run. She's like, Ellie's like, go for a run. You need a run. Right. Right. No. Oh, really? Parenting Bible and the whole premise is called Good Inside, and like it changes your. Wait, movie. I bought that book. Yeah, it's yes, I'm now reading yellow, it. Yes, yellow. yellow. I, yeah. I, I, I have to pay you. Right. Well, it's yeah. Well, 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 I actually, I met with Rabbi Yassi, my brother, because we went to go talk to him a little bit about my father and like some medical things. And we like sat down with him and I was like, also, oh, I'm like very intimidated. I'm like sitting there like, okay, like crossing my legs, like putting on my like PTA skirt, you know, that skirt. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? So I come in and then like, he was, it was like, after perm, whatever, there was like a perm chair and like Rabbi Yassi like sat down and like he put his feet to the side. He's like, this is a little comical. And I'm like, Okay, you're relatable. Like, okay, you've been through this. Like, you've dealt with keep it up aim. You know what it's like. You know, and and it's okay. Like, I can relate to you. So it's like breaking down those barriers. Like, obviously, he is a tzaddik. I'm not saying that, but Rabbi Yassi the Rav of our shul in Mivakshe. Yeah. So able to, we're not in survival mode. But I also think that, like, we say this a lot about the previous generation, they were Kadoshim. Like, they were Mamish Kadoshim, like the Holocaust. Yeah. That was Kadoshim. And then, but even before that, they were always in peril. They were always in peril. They were always in Cossacks, Crusades. They were never able to live in peace. This is the first generation that were able to live in peace. Right. So in previous it's generations, we only tapped in to one so neshama or the other, or no, no, no. no. It wasn't. It wasn't that we didn't. Do it wasn't this. on the table. This was automatic because they had to do that in order to survive. Right. They had to tap into it. They had to. But they, they were. They, they were. They were sitting around talking right. about right. it like this. They weren't intellectualizing it. And by the way, I think about that all the time. Like, the time that Hasidus came to this world was, let's say, revolutionary, right? The time that Hasidus, like, with the light of the Baal Shem Tov in, like, 1700s, that was when the wars were fought, when the battles were done. I mean, they were still, obviously, World War I or World War II and things like that, but the fact that we were able to stand on our two feet, like a Renaissance era, an enlightenment, there was enough 
ground to stand on, that you were not going to be a slave, whatever. Obviously, we stole. Like, there was... The, the Baal Shem Tov came, like, right after Xeris Tachatat. So, like, there were hundreds of thousands of Jewish people being killed, and it's like, okay, now we're falling apart. What do we do? So, the Baal Shem Tov came to the world. Hashem right. Hashem sent the medicine at the exact time that we need. Which, by the way, chronologically, if you think about the years, that every day is 1,000 years, like the six days of creation, the Baal Shem Tov came down to the world Arab Shabbos. He came down because Mashiach is going to be Shabbos. So what was like right before? It was Friday morning. The Baal Shem Tov came into the world. The Arizal came into the world. The Arizal was 15, 1600s. Like, and that came with like Sir Isaac Newton and like, oh my gosh, the world is not flat. And oh my gosh, we don't have to be slaves for the rest of our life. And there's purpose and meaning in things. And like man search for meaning. And then like all that stuff started developing. People started thinking. So that's really when it came. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, that's, where that's where it came from. Like, that's where the answers to this generation's struggles. Like, I always felt so kind of like, oh my God, like, I chose. Like, like, it was born. And I'm like, so that's our start. Like, our generation is different. Our struggles are different. Right. Like, really... But we, but then we should be so grateful. Right. Right? Yeah. What were you going to say? No, I, when I went to Rebbe's and Wine, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, you know, we shouldn't feel guilty about like the world we live in. Like, Hashem right. chose us to survive. Right. Like, We're the generation that needs this. Right. We are like able to walk into the world God and have everything around us, and it's right. just so easy and so nice and right. luxuries and everything. Like. Like, we're supposed to appreciate it, and, like, Hashem wants this for us. Right. Like, it's such a, right. It's such a crazy concept that we think that, like, those gushmiest things are part of the raw right. side. But the question well, is, is, like... To what extent? Right. right, I know. Yeah. Like, we were asking... Yeah. Yeah. Like, we were coming from the bottom line. We have to make a decision to flip right. it. To flip it. To what is not our estimations of you. Right. It's all really important because it's part of self-care. But I think that... To what extent? Right. Right. So it's funny. So to quote the Mishpacha article, (laughs) it said that self-care is where you've created enough goodness for... This is like kind of like the barometer. You've created enough goodness in your life that you don't have to escape your life. Yeah. When I'm giving from a full cup, I can give. Right. 100%. I mean, like, I don't say... Like, yes, I've been working remotely for a year and a half. It changed my life. Why? Because I realized the Kalim that I now can tap into much more. So it's like self-care is enough till you realize you don't have to escape. We always want to escape, escape, escape. Right. Like, and it's like take care of yourself to the point where you don't feel the need it's to escape. Hard to it's hard. It's hard, right. That. Also, I think also it, as it grows, also like... Also, you want to go with tweets. Right. So, like, what are escaping now? Um, if you want to go with two weeks, then you have to... Then you have to, right. What am I escaping what, from? What, what, so I think that the barometer is to realize, like, you've done enough... And you're also still able to bring it back to Hashem. Yes. And you know what? Don't fool yourself into it. But it's true. Like you, you said, you walk into Gormagai, you have everything, right? So I pick up a, a, a slab of meat. It's $80. Look how it job is Kodesh. Go home. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Like I made the decision to infuse godliness into this meat. I don't know how, but it is. And it's, it's free, right? Calories are also free at Jabez, which doesn't work. <laughs> Think about Hashem. I just listened right. to share and see the see the das and see the mm. 
um, from Avi Fishoff, and he basically the last one was um, bring Hashem into your mitzvahs. Think about Hashem when you're davening. Some people write in their sitter like, think right. about Hashem, like so that we're actually able to make those connections to right. to get to these levels. Right. It's, it is a lofty level. It is. It's so, we're making it like it's so easy. Even on your mitzvahs. So. Right. Yeah. Even yeah. more so. And that's why, by the way, like Hasidim, like, yeah. what do they do? They make like hachanas. Like, yeah. whenever like the men are running late, they're like, we're making hachanas. I'm like, yeah. you're running late. Like, you're not dressed yet. Like, you're not, you know, what is hachanas? Like, hachanas to prepare. You prepare. Like, Hasidim, they go to shul an hour before to prepare and sing and get themselves in the mood because they're activating that they're activating it. and especially in Chabad they started off with a mimer like the Rebbe would speak for hours before to be able to harness that to be able to control it so the tool from the Benoni that we learn here is that you are be able to be to have your Moach Moach Sholeit Al Halev you can have your intellect make those decisions also remember you have Hashem on your side so you don't have to worry and also remember that all the struggles are there that's what they're there for that is what they're there for they're there for to be a to like to wedge it, and by the way, like if you think about it, like he gave this example. Don't worry if you have to go. This was a very good example that Chase Hale gave, which, by the way, was so exactly me. It was like literally a conversation I was having with my sister-in-law. She was talking about this, like Rachomi. She was talking about this wrap from Mom's pastries. Oh my gosh, the best one! They take broccoli burger. They, it's not on the menu, right? Nothing in Mom's pastries is on the menu. Like if you are a real Mom's pastry person, like you have the menu down. It's certain types. So she's like, just ask for it. They'll make it for you. Whatever. It's a broccoli burger. Broccoli burger, tomato. Of two or three other Caesar dressing on the side, right? So the first thing I said was, okay, I don't like tomato, I'm gonna take out the tomato, right? Okay, fine. So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna order it. Fine, I was still doing some self care, I was getting a manicure, but I was infusing it with Torah because I was listening to Tanya. And then he says, I put it on the class. The first thing is, is like, okay, so take something that you don't like. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, and then someone in the, someone in the background is like, tomato. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, he's talking to me. I'm like, hey, wait, I need to hear this muscle. And he said, Let's say, okay, you don't like tomatoes. Like, that's like a behavioral thing that I don't like tomatoes. I can't eat a salad that has tomatoes in it. Maybe cherry tomatoes because then like the inside. It's like a sensory thing. I don't eat avocado either. Anyway, but if someone told me, I'll give you a million dollars, Faggy, if you eat a kazayas of, 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 of tomato every single day for a year, I'm going to eat that tomato, right? Like, no matter what. It's not going to come 364 days. I'm going to be like, <gasps> no tomatoes, Faggy. This is so nauseating. You can't eat it. No, because I have one more. So that's such an... I, it, it's like such a good muscle for being like, you can control it. Like, yes, tomatoes key, they're not, tomatoes not an Avera. If it's an Avera, it's one thing. If it's Asr, Hashem says you don't have to go there. But if it's just something that you don't like, you can control it. You could. You could control it. And that's the biggest example. If I paid you enough money, I would eat tomatoes. I would eat that broccoli burger with a tomato in it. So you have that tool in your toolkit. Utilize it. Think of like controlling yourself in Gourmet Glot versus not controlling yourself at home, right? Like, there are, we have the ability, and every time you do that, you strengthen your benoni, and you strengthen it, and you put him to sleep, and you give him another melatonin, and then you continue working, and then he wakes up the next morning, he's like, I got you, and you're like, nope, I have more control. Go back to sleep, go back to sleep, go back to sleep, but remember that he has a very high-paying job, and he's going to get you at any moment. So the second you're like, oh, I got it, he's going to come back even stronger. Okay, so I'll end this here. Um, and now, if you wanted to say anything else, that was not, so... <laughs>